When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Alex, the Super Bowl is officially over, and the Jets offseason is off and running. We got more coaching additions, more Deshaun Watson slash Jets quarterback news. And then Alex and I are going to go through the offense, talk about who's staying and who's going, and then early looks on uh, who we who we think might replace them. Um, but Alex, what's for etc.? What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We are done with football for the season. It sucks, but I got Alex here. Me and Alex here are here to take you through and, I don't know, give you life maybe uh, for the next month before uh, the Jets uh, officially open up the uh, season. But before we get into that, Alex, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? How was your Super Bowl? Uh, how are you doing, man? How, how's work? How's life? What's good, man? Uh, you know, well, we, we watched the, the Nixon Bulls game, uh, you know, <laughs> right now at 8.59 p.m. on a Wednesday night. So we watched the Knicks, uh, play the Chicago, uh, well, the Miami Heat, I should say, uh, Tuesday night. And, uh, John, as John knows, uh, through my text messages, I was ready to throw everything <laughs> out the fucking window because I don't know. I don't know how Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just, tally 31 foul free throw attempts so it's great tough man that was tough they they doubled the the, the next free throws but yeah and then on top of that (laughs) i'm sorry i have to bring this up on the jets episode and then on top of that bam Adebayo doesn't get one one single foul the dude who is known to be a defensive shot blocker play hardcore defense gets no foul calls on him and then jimmy butler who's also defensive just like menace gets one foul call but you know they get to the line 31 times. They, they take 31 uh, shot attempts at the line. Makes total sense. Total sense. 
So Alex, no, Alex you're doing great. great. Alex, you're doing great. Exactly. Yeah, that's, doing great. Doing uh, great. That's how, that's, how, that's how it sounds like. But hey, man, you don't, have, you don't have to worry about the Knicks right now because it's a, it's a, honestly, it's the best time of the Jets season, and that's the off season. And especially now, it's the total speculation season. Uh, but before we get into that, we got some new coaching additions. We got my boy. Honestly, my boy, Leon Washington, coming back to the New York Jets as a special teams assistant. Um, yo, I'm hyped, dude. I have no, I have no other <laughs> words besides that. I am so hyped. He's probably been our best special teams player in the last decade or two. Um, plus or minus Brad Smith because he's fun and Justin Miller. Um, shout out to Andre Roberts. Um, but other than that, like Leon Washington, he's been he's been our guy. Um, any thoughts on Leon Washington hire? Dude, so happy that Leon Washington's back in the building. I feel like this is a good like way to start off like a new regime, bring in someone that was part of the Jets roster for so long, who was honestly a key part of that Jets roster for like from what 2006 to 2009 like being being mm-hmm. our kick returner punt returner dude that was he was one of the best returners that we we've had man like i love Will washington honestly i just remember always playing when i played madden and it was i forget who, <laughs> the, who the it was I, it was like was it yeah it was like was it curtis martin for a little bit was it was it c martin in front of him for a little bit or I can't remember who I can't remember. I just remember like switching it up and always putting Leon in there because he just had the burners, bro. And like, he <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, I like Leon in the backfield, man. He wasn't just a special teams guy. I liked him in the backfield too. Yeah, man. No, him in the backfield was like he was just fast, dude. Fast. It was tough to catch. Like you just bring him for like some, you know, gimmick plays or just like not even gimmick plays. Sometimes you actually had him like in there as like the third down back. He just he was just quick, fast. Oh. I love Leon Washington. So happy he's back in the building. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like that, that's the whole culture thing, uh, and it makes me think that Joe Douglas and uh, Robert Salah know what they're doing. So that I'm excited about that. Little fun news for us uh, to get us started because here we go again, man. We I, we got a Jets plane to show on Watson news. Uh, we got this th- this time. We got uh, three pieces coming into play, and honestly. Real talk, all fantastic news for the New York Jets. First, we got Adam Schefter. Very reliable NFL reporter. I mean, insider. Never wrong. Or let's say 95% of the time. Okay? He came out and um, said, on with Alan on, shout out to Alan on, um, national radio now coming from New York. He told, he said that teams are calling for Sam Darnold. And not only that, but they're commanding an early second or get this, Alex, a late first round pick. What do you have to say about that? I like it. I mean, so if we get a first round pick for a late first rounder for Sam Darnold, that's crazy. Like because like, <laughs> literally oh, that'd be insane. That'd be insane. That, that'd be like I. I would be. I wouldn't like. I would. I'd actually kind of be shocked if we got like a first round for Sam Darnold. I'd be happy for. I'd be happy for it too because, obviously, we're getting someone else in return via trade or, you know, Joe Douglas has someone, 
set in the draft that he actually has a lot of faith in, and I would trust him based on his, uh, you know, on his eye. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Man. Yeah, we'll get we'll, it, see we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that later. We'll get into all that later. I don't even think he's. Uh, I mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I think that, that that's the that's the third knock uh, with uh, Todd McShay. But just for um, first round picks, and what's pretty interesting for me, just some quick notes: Pittsburgh has the twenty fourth pick of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're screaming Big Ben, Big Ben, but he is a he's over a thirty million dollars on the cap this year. Um, they're talking about letting him go or him not coming back or restructuring. That's an interesting one. Um, and the Colts have the 21st pick. All right. That's pretty interesting too. You know, like, uh, that's kind of late. You know what I mean? And, and maybe, um, the Jets can swindle that. I do want to add that I, that objectively speaking, I do think that this is coming from the Jets to Adam Schefter. You know what I mean? To report out. Okay. Like that, that's to be honest with you. That's what I think is happening. More realistically, um, both Pittsburgh and the Colts have, Late 20 picks in the second round as well. So that's more realistic, like one of those, uh, for Sam Darnold. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's pretty exciting news for me, man. I know, I know, um, you've been saying on, uh, on, on a couple episodes that you're shocked at how down everybody is on Sam Darnold. Yeah, I am shocked. And, uh, just, just to clarify, just so I, I need to make sure my Jets credentials stay in, in place. Uh, Thomas Jones was who Leon Washington was, uh, backing up. My ears are a little, uh, in and out, but, uh, I just, cause it was like at that pinnacle, like that point between like moving on from, moving on from Martin. I think that was like early 2000 and Leon Washington coming in. Oh, so young. It's all bore. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm shocked that people are so down on Darnold. It's, you know, we just saw, we just watched the Super Bowl that we're going to get into later where what happens when a player just doesn't have an O-line, like Pat Mahomes just scrambling around like a, a madman. And it, what, what could he get done without a line? And then you just think about that, right? And I'm not even saying Sam Darnold's like an elite talent like Patrick Mahomes, but regardless, a quarterback needs an offensive line just to be productive. And that's what we saw this weekend. And He's not had an offensive line since he's been here, but yet we're so quick to say that he sucks because of all these turnovers. And honestly, I think a regular, like an average to above average quarterback would still make a lot of turnovers. Granted, I know that he was known for having a turn, being turnover prone coming out of college. I still think that would be an issue if you don't have an offensive line and you're trying to save your own head every single <laughs> yeah. day. So yeah. it's interesting that people are so down on Darnold. And if we get a first rounder, I think it one will not only speak to what other teams think of Darnold as well, um, but two, that there's they believe that something is salvageable there, that, that he's well worth a, first, a late first rounder. Let me ask you a crazy question. I mean, honestly, it's pretty crazy. Would you trade a first rounder to from the Patriots for Sam Darnold? No, I would not trade with the Patriots. Okay. Now you're just, okay. Now, I, now, I, now, I agree. Now you're just asking well, okay. for heartbreak. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. That's a plausible. I feel like that's pretty plausible. But okay, we'll move on. Um, I don't think that would. I don't think that would happen. I don't because it's that in division. Because it's in their in division. Di- in division, I don't think that would happen. Two. If you want to talk about misery 
for so long if like Darnold actually is like a, a like if he is, like if Bill Belichick works wonders with him and then he whoops our ass yeah. every single year. Yeah. I couldn't I I could not live with that. I know, I, would, I, I know, not, but what if you're I could not live with that and I could not look at other Jets fans if I, I Okay, but what if you're <laughs> I know, but like okay, so so here's my so here's my realistic thinking here. Belichick stinks mm-hmm. at drafting and he knows it. Okay? And then on the other side of that, if if Texans are firm on three first round picks and the only first round pick we have on the table is the Patriots first round pick and and um the Colts and Pittsburgh and whatever are only offering seconds. I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting dilemma, almost a prisoner's dilemma there, where we can give them the two, the Darnold, and next year's like Seattle. You know what I mean? And still have a first round here and this year, next year, and then so Houston gets their three first round picks. Everybody's happy, but we have to give Sam Darnold to New England. You know what I mean? Like that's like an, it's an interesting dilemma. It's an interesting dilemma. I would, I'm so hesitant in doing any dealings with. Look, man, Belichick left us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like everyone, I can't. I can't do it, man. I'm, That's fair. We had Danny Woodhead who went over there and became successful. That's fair. You I won't sell your soul. You won't sell your no. soul. No. For Watson. Okay, I like, got you. Honestly, then what? If if Bill Belichick wants Darnold, then we should be keeping Darnold. Okay. Unless we <laughs> okay. think. Unless we. Oh, it's think, only for. Oh, it's only, we'll, we'll get into it. It's only for Watson. Yeah, only for if we get Watson, I'd. That's the whole thing. You're selling your soul for Watson. You're selling your soul for the Darnold for Watson. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also like. (laughs) You're not down. I'm not really down. The the other thing I would say is like, unless we knew that Darnold is like utter trash and we're just like fleecing the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. He's He's not. He's just a first round pick. He's just a first round pick so we can move on to Watson. He's literally just money. He's he's literally just money. He's currency. Okay, so sorry, Sam. Um, I love you. Anyway, <laughs> um, that so the so the so the so the first part of the Jets explaining is, in my opinion, the Jets are putting out news to Schefter that they want a late first rounder slash high second for Darnold. So then we have John McClain, a Houston Chronicle beat reporter for the Texans on the Jake Osman radio show, saying officially that the Texans are not shopping Watson. And when teams call, they tell them that they're not trading. Now, for those of you who don't know who John McClain is, he's a pretty well-plugged-in reporter for with the Houston Texans. And being that they have no president, no GM, no head coach, no nothing, and, like, honestly, John McClain is probably the only person to believe at this point from Houston. So, honestly, I believe everything this guy is saying right now. Um, to note, he said, it doesn't mean that they eventually will not trade him. He also said he guaranteed, guaranteed, Alex, that it won't be for Carson Wentz, number one. And he also mm-hmm. said, and ding, 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 this is what we're waiting for. He said if they do, tr- if they do trade Watson, big if, right? Because at the same time as the Jets are putting out what they want for Darnold, to Schefter, guess what? The Don McLean, he he's running the Texans, okay, from the media <laughs> standpoint. He said if they do trade Watson, it'll be to the Jets. And by the way, just so you guys also know who John McLean is, he's the guy that put out the, the Houston Texans won three first-round picks, including a high pick plus a defensive player like Quinn and Williams. He, you know, he's the guy orchestrating this whole ordeal. 
and I kind of believe everything he's saying. So, um, uh, it, 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 it's really interesting uh, that this news is coming out right now. We have two weeks before uh, the league opens. Even the Stafford to LA deal is not official yet. Uh, what do you think about this, Alex? So I find it interesting that we were just talking about this like last week on the pod where we were talking about where we were breaking it down as to what the Houston Tex- Texans can do and the negotiation standpoints, right? Last week we talked about Oh, okay. So the Jets reached out for Deshaun Watson and then the media, like it's negotiating through the media and it's like, okay, we want three first rounders. Okay. We'll give you one first rounder, a second rounder, maybe Darnold. And, and that's where we're at. And then it's like, no, the deal is not going to work. And so we're coming back again, working through the media where it's like, okay, we know that we now know that the Texans aren't going to do a deal for Watson because they're not going to give up one big contract for an insane contract uh, for a player who's shown that has been on the decline since he tore his ACL when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and Nick Foles took him all the way. So that's clear. That that, that makes total sense. And the fact that it's – The, the Bears it's, might do it. <laughs> I mean, that's the Bears though. So the Bears are just like the NFC Jets though. Um, so this is something that we, we did with like, you know, we would take on Brett Favre or something they, stupid. They, they are they are the NFC Jets. That's facts. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, now he mentioned. Now you mentioning that he said, and I saw the video too, that the Houston Texans would most likely do a deal with the Jets because why? The Jets have the assets. It comes back to what team has the assets, the cap space, just the just the overall. Financial and assets with the flexibility to do this. And the Jets are the only one. So, you know, I, it, it makes total sense. And then did you see uh, Adam Schefter and Ryan Clark talking about this on ESPN today where Ryan Clark pretty much says that Deshaun Watson is pretty much going to be gone from uh, the Houston Texans. Why? Because we, as he said, like, we were talking about last week. We've now seen players who don't want to play with the team get out of that situation. Deshaun Watson's not going to be any different. Okay. He doesn't want to play with the Texans. Why? And as Ryan Clark pointed out, they're gutting the, and I, and Schefter as well. The Texans are gutting the organization. People who've been there for so long are either walking away or being let go. So now it's a complete rebuild of that organization. Okay. If you're a quarterback and you're seeing this, you just you just had you know x amount of years uh was it four years of uh, being a Texan with Bill O'Brien as your GM and head coach, he messes up, he gets canned. Now you're bringing a new front office who and you have the, but you still have the same owner who you're supposed to now trust get hiring the right leadership. You can't do that, man. Like it's so hard to build that relationship back. After you get rid of all good players, man, that he was already working well with. So he wants out. The organization is going through a whole re- uh, like reorg at this point. And for the Texans right now, like they, they, they're going to be as firm as they can with saying that, no, we're not going to trade him. You know, we're going to stay packed. But we now know that Deshaun Watson's ready to sit out. 
and you just don't want to make it messy, man. You, you, they don't want to make it. They, they, in the end, will not want to make this messy because one, what will that say about the organization? That one, you will not move a disgruntled star quarterback who does not want to be there anymore. Like who, who, who wants to go to that organization? And then it's like, okay, if things don't go well, and you know, I want to work with these people to leave, they're not going to help me leave. Like who wants to go to that type of situation? What type of free agents are you attracting? Two, like. It just makes sense just to cut ties, new organization, go find somebody else. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to work with us. Why do you want to work with somebody who doesn't want to work with you? Like that makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. So this entire thing is just, it's just festering where it's like the Jets are the only, the Jets are the only ones who can play this game. And it's just bouncing back to the Texans who are now cornered at this point saying either we're going to sell the lowest that we can to to get rid of Deshaun Watson from the Jets so that they don't low balls, which doesn't make any sense. Or we actually just try to work with the Jets and get as much as we can as a return because, like I said last week, it's what is the market giving you? Deshaun Watson's worth a lot. However, the market right now in the NFL, there's only one team that can make that deal, and it's the New York Jets. So since there's only one person who can give you what you want, and they can they 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 kind of they control it's not kind of they really do control the table. Like there's not much you can do. There's just not much you can do. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting, and I agree with you. We definitely talked about it last week with uh, bringing up especially Mike Lombardi's point, um, and he's probably sticking up a little bit for the Houston side, the Houston management side, and from his own experience as a GM, um, saying, "Hey, man, like we're, we we." We, we're going to need a list of the of the teams that you will sign your no trade clause to, and we'll negotiate with them because you know we want to have some leverage. But Alex, you've kind you've kind of you know you, you've alluded to it, but you know I, I, I hope our producer Ricey could you know hit the music right now because like we we got what they need. You know what I mean? Like we really we really have exactly what they need, and jumps us into the third point. Todd McShay, who is Joe Douglas's boy, and we all know that for absolute fact. Plus, he's also been on he's been on point with everything New York Jets since Joe Douglas has been there. Plus, he was rumored to be with the Jets front office. Like we all know that he's super uh plugged in into the Jets, at least, right? At least we could agree to that. And he came out and he he dropped his uh, newest mock draft today, and it's really interesting for a couple of points. First point being, he has five quarterbacks going in the first twelve picks. A little—I I feel like that's probably a little off, but that's—that means something. But what's really important, Alex, is that he has Zach Wilson at number two, Mormon Mahomes, and not only did he have Zach Wilson going to number two. Which is happens to be the New York Jets pick. He made it abundantly clear that there's a drop off between Trevor Lawrence, who's going number one to Urban Meyer and Jacksonville, and we all know Urban Meyer wouldn't have took that job if he didn't have the number one pick, and he called Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback ever. Like we, that's already done. Yeah. And then we have, and then we have Wilson, who he said there's a drop off, and then there's and then there's Zach Wilson, and then a huge drop off. 
for Mac Jones before getting to Lance and Justin Fields, which I think is hilarious because as always we've been saying that and we've been getting trashed saying Justin Fields is the best quarterback, best quarterback, whatever. We we digress. Alex, it's really important, dude. It's so crazy. We kind of called it, but like it's so crazy because when you put the pieces together, it makes the Miami pick completely meaningless. Number three, if you're, you know what I mean. If if, if this is true, right? If if because McShay, McShay is, you know, he's not doing this himself. He's he, of course he's analyzing, but he's also getting a feel from the GMs and the scouts and what they think. And if not, mm-hmm. and if and if and if Zach Wilson, the Mormon Mahomes from BYU, is the clear number two. And his whole thing is injury history, but he had a full year last year. So when he's healthy, he's good, and he was healthy last year. If he if he's the number two man, that means the number three pick for Miami is is meaningless. So then we go we jump back a little bit to John McLean and his whole thing where he wants three first round picks in Quinn Williams. We come out and we say the number two pick is not just a not just a first round pick, it's Zach Wilson. Not only is it extremely important that Dak Wilson is featured as a number two quarterback, which makes Miami pick absolutely meaningless at number three. McShay being close to Douglas means that they're strutting out the number two pick and they're kind of pushing, they're kind of moving a little bit on the offense, on the chessboard, because, hey, I know you want three first round picks in Quinn and Williams, but Zach Will- Zach Wilson as a number two pick equals that defensive player plus a first round pick. You know what I mean? And if you are so stubborn that you need three first round picks, even for PR reasons, because you don't have a first round and second round pick, the Houston Texans, that is, then fine. Then we'll give out to the media Adam Schefter, have him get, get us that early second slash late first. You could have whatever comes out of that. Plus, you can get the Zach Wilson pick. Plus, we'll give you Seattle next year. That's really how I'm jet-splaining the, the, the three pieces of uh, Deshaun Watson news as it relates to the Jets this week. Yeah, no, man. That makes total sense. And, you know, I think you, you summed it up perfectly. But it's not a but to your point. It, it's adding on that there's just nothing – there. <laughs> It's really just the Texans just being stubborn, as they should be, to trade Deshaun Watson, who's their most valuable asset. It's and coming back to like the draft picks and and, and utilization, like there's no other like there's no other value for them. Like if there's such a drop off between the quarterbacks, right? Between Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, you know, then you got. Justin Fields much lower than going back to Miami to even get Tua and, and or even just to get the third pick to have such a major drop off makes no sense. Why don't you just work with the Jets, get another get one of the Seattle picks for later down the line plus the second pick of this year and then call it a day. Or if you want Sam Darnold we could trade you Sam Darnold, give you a first round pick and a second rounder and just move along. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't have to be so freaking like complicated, but I understand why it is. But it, it, when you look at the entire landscape of who can work with the Texans, it's 
very few and really just the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, unless the Texans are really ready to take such a pay cut. And looking at the draft situation, as you pointed out, I don't think it makes sense for them to go get anything less than number two. Like, Zach Wilson sounds like the best bet for them, you know, according to Todd McShay's board. So, I don't know. It's up to them, man. It's really up to them at this point just to to make that decision and, you know, it's a, it's a difficult decision to make. I'm sure if I was in their position, it would be hard to like let go of Deshaun Watson too, where you find this generational quarterback and you're like, wow, do I really have to let this guy go? Like this doesn't happen. Like there's, this doesn't happen when you get a generational quarterback through a, that you have to trade. You know what I mean? Like you didn't like, doesn't happen for Tom Brady who leaves in free agency. Peyton Manning left during free agency. This doesn't happen. Like, and especially who's still in their prime. You know what I mean? Who even hasn't really even gotten to their prime. He's about to enter his prime. So when you look at it that way, it's like, yeah, I would be a little hesitant too and be a little upset and try my best to get the best deal out there. So it it makes sense. It's, but it's just kind of looking a little foolish. Like if you, if you were like reading the room, you're like, okay. There's only really one person you can work with. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, I think that's what we should uh, get out of uh, all that Jets news. On to the Jets offense um, and how it's going to play out. A little early look um, for, from la- from, for next year and a little bit of analysis from last year to go with it. Personally, on to the offense. Personally, I believe that there's a 65% chance we'll be trading for Watson. Um, and about a 30% chance that we'd keep Darnold and maybe a 5% chance of uh, drafting Zach Wilson. And that means if, if we keep Darnold, that means we're, that means we'll have these draft picks to trade down with because of Zach Wilson, as we said, is that Todd McShay said is that top tier quarterback after Trevor Lawrence and there's a huge drop off and somebody's going to trade up for uh, with us, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Carolina, whether it's Washington, somebody's going to jump up. Um, so we're going to get more assets there. If we have Watson, then who cares? But hopefully we still have at least one first-round pick this year. But let's get into the numbers here because that's what we'll, we'll be doing for all our positions on the offense. So Sam Darnold, his option is going to be around $20 million, And then you probably franchise him or something. And then before you sign him to a big deal, so that's another $20 million. So he, that's another – so Sam Darnold's going to cost you a pretty penny um, on your books if you keep him. That's That's the one option. The third option is if you draft Zach Wilson and start all over, you got to think about one thing. Joe Douglas is already on his third year as GM. Does he really want to start with a fresh new quarterback and Zach Wilson, have him learn the system? I mean, he could be just great coming out of the gate, you know, if you have an offensive line, which we'll get into right away. Um, sure, maybe he's a plug and play and it'll be good and you'll, you know, be extra good on the salary cap there too. So everything will be straight, but he does have an injury history. So it would be interesting if Joe Douglas decides to put his entire, uh, he honestly would be putting all his eggs in, in the Zach Wilson basket. Um, it's 
pretty interesting. Joe Douglas has a really uh, interesting uh, decision to make uh, at quarterback. But how do you how do you feel uh, that it's going to trickle down uh, with the Jets situation? It's it, 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 it's hard to speculate. We've been speculating this whole time. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving it a 65 percent chance for for us to get Watson and relinquish um, the second pick, the Seattle next pick, and whatever we get for Darnold. Uh, that's really how I see it, see it going, but we're just speculating at this point. So we'll try to move on uh, to other positions after the quarterback. But how, how do you see it going, Alex? Yeah, I think it's difficult, man, uh, looking at the quarterback position, right? Uh, I guess I'd have to agree with you where I see it being 65% Deshaun Watson coming to the Jets just based on the rumors that we see circulating. Houston, Texas being in a bind, not many other teams being out there. And let's be real, you know, like I, like we've been saying, it makes sense for it makes sense for the Houston, Texas to decide to part ways with Deshaun Watson, whether or not it's the Jets. You know, the Jets are the best suitors out there. We got the assets. Um, I say we as like I'm part of the team, but <laughs> we are but now, man. We are I, now. I know, I know, right? We're be, we're we're very invested into this team, so. It's – I could see Deshaun Watson coming. I, I would then go Sam Darnold just because, as you pointed out, Zach Wilson, you know, it's Joe Douglas' third year. I know this is going to be his second draft. He came midway through. On top of that, Zach Wilson is known for uh, for being injury prone. And if you go with Zach Wilson, right, if you make that choice that he is your quarterback, that's who you're riding with for the rest of your GM tenure. And, you know, unless – you have to be so confident that that kid's going to be successful, man. And, and you really, <laughs> it's a risk. I don't know if Joe Douglas is ready to hang his hat on Zach Wilson. Um, and not saying that Joe Douglas doesn't know how to draft because we saw how well he did this past season. But that's a tall task, man. Much, to your, it's much a, it's to your chagrin. Much to your chagrin. Yeah. So like it's 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 a lot to like put your hat on. I don't and I, I see Zach Wilson not being the like I don't see Zach Wilson being the guy, especially since you have Sam Darnold who I don't know. It's debatable on who's better. Um I don't think but, it's debate. I think Darnold's better, but whatever. And it extends it extends it extends it extends Joe Douglas' career. It could be wrong for another year or two before he has to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold's not his guy, right? So if you're like, hey, I don't like the, the guys that I see. I'd rather pass up on these guys and try Darnold one more time and then go through the draft next year, you know, that's it's such fun. a cop-out. It's such a cop-out, but it's it, it works. It works in, the, in, in, the, in his career. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. In his job, it works. Oh, it's not my guy. Sorry, it's not my fault. I get to choose a new guy. I'm like, okay, cool. Exactly. So... That's why I agree with you, man. I, I, I do, and um, I, I could see it playing out that way, where it's Deshaun, Darnold, and then um, and then maybe draft Zach Wilson. Um, and like, let's you know, it's like let's be real, man. Like, it makes more sense to keep Darnold than it is to Zach Wilson at this point. So he's already been in the league. It's easier to work with someone who's already been in the league, who has been in pro style offenses, who's, you know, it, it's just. And, and our head coach loves like, him. Yeah. So, 
We'll see. I get why Douglas is not. I get. I understand why Douglas is not committed to him. Uh, Salah can be more committed to him. Um, but we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Salah was selling uh, Donald a little bit, and I think uh, Todd McShay and um, the Jets' uh, front office is selling Zach Wilson a little bit. So let's start with what we do know and what hopefully what people realize is the most important position on the football field after the quarterback. Yes, I said it. Could be more important than the quarterback, the offensive line. And thankfully, the best player on our team happens to be on our offensive line, our left tackle, Mekhi Becton, um, which was literally the missing piece on uh, on Kansas City, and then they had to do makeshift and yada, yada, yada. We'll, we'll talk about it, and et cetera. But we have Mekhi Becton, number 77, to be thankful for, uh, our solid left tackle. Um, go away, Bart Scott, uh, mentioning uh, bringing Orlando Brown to be left tackle and moving uh, Mekhi Becton to right tackle because he played 12 games at right tackle at freshman year and two games again at right tackle. Go away. Go away. Mekhi Becton is our starting left tackle all pro. Um, but after that, it gets kind of hazy. We got George Font, who, as we are talking about Joe Douglas guys, George Font is a Joe Douglas guy. Um, he would be $2 million dead cap and $6 million savings if we do decide to cut him. But to be honest with you, Alex, he's the, mo- he's the second most reliable piece on our offensive line. When he was in, we played pretty decent. We're not married to him. Uh, I think he'll be gone after one or two years, pretty likely. But I think you, I think you see he's staying this year. So we got Beckton and Font in, the, the, the edges. It starts to get interesting uh, when it comes to Connor McGovern, our another Joe Douglas guy. Uh, he's going to 100% be on our team due to his contract. But the question is whether he's going to be playing guard or center. I'm going to give a shout-out to Harrison Glazer from Take Flight Media uh, for bringing it to my attention, uh, moving him to guard. Because I, 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 I think it's a pretty intriguing idea. He wasn't good by any metric, Alex, at center this year. Any metric. But it's easy to blame the horrid guard play and the lack of consistency at quarterback, at offensive line, Adam Gase, at logins. Like the list goes on and on and on. So it, 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 that, it, it's really interesting. And, and there's, there's a couple guys coming out. Uh, Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, center, like two pretty big, pretty, pretty, pretty big centers, um, coming out in the draft. So. Besides Mikai Becton, who obviously our best player, our solid left tackle, again, go away, Bart Scott. Uh, what do you think of uh, George Font and McGovern uh, solidify, like, you know, kind of, you know, hanging around um, as our second and third most reliable pieces? I'm not upset at the idea. I mean, both their contracts are pretty similar. So, you know, I- I'd be intrigued to see how McGovern plays at guard. Um, he is interchangeable. Um, it was just at center because we had more guards and we didn't really have centers. So made sense why he played there. Uh, as for font, you know, we got him on the book until 2022. It's fine to keep him now. He's not anything. He's not the greatest right tackle, right? But he's not the worst thing either. He's fine. He's formidable. Honestly, you, you can get rid of him. 
this season if you wanted to. He's only two million in dead cap, and next season he's he's one million in dead cap. So you don't have to be married to him. And then when it comes to uh, McGovern, I'm pretty sure McGovern is the same way. Uh, so these guys are not. These guys were never long-term solutions. This was Joe Douglas maneuvering through free agency. It was more, it was more quantity over quality. I mean, you can't, so you can't move on from a government because he will be a $10 million in, uh, in dead cap. So he's here for another year. It would be next season that you can get rid of him for 1.3 million. So I'd keep font personally. I think he did a fine job at the right tackle McGovern. You got to keep them for one more year. They're fine to keep around. It's not they're not guys that you're ready to move on from as of right now because we just that means we'd have to fill them if we got rid of them. And I don't think Joe Douglas wants to do that. I think he wants to keep them for one more season at least and try filling in other positions that he needs, like guard play. So before starting to move on from somebody, if anyone is moved off of uh, next season. I don't know. It would probably be McGovern more so if you draft another guard uh, and then try to look for another tackle uh, through the draft. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I, I believe all three of these guys are staying. So I, I guess the follow-up is, do you see McGovern staying at center or moving to guard? It'd probably be moving, it'd probably be moving to guard because he didn't do that great of a job at center. He was fine at center. I wouldn't okay. say he's the worst thing possible, but I would say move him to guard. Just because you got Alex Lewis on the other side. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Alex Lewis, it's easy to cut him this upcoming season too because he's only 1.6 uh, dead cap, so you still have... And $5 million in savings. Yeah, it's $5 million in savings. So it depends on how Joe Douglas uh, attacks. You can keep Alex Lewis and, dra- and draft a center if he feels like there's a center in the draft, or... You keep McGovern at center and draft a guard. So yeah. there's a lot of ways we can go. Um, mm-hmm. And now that yeah. I'm thinking about, and now that I'm thinking about it, it might just be McGovern back at center again, unless you know you go out there, find a center in free agency, cut Alex yes. Lewis, move yes, McGovern, there's a name. I have a name for you, and you draft somebody. So who's the guy that you find for the center, John? I have a name. I have a I have a free agent name for you, Alex. Before you jump into the draft, Corey Lindsley. Okay. The, the Packers center, the best center in the league. And, the, you know, fire up the rumor mill when Aaron Rodgers was talking about we're not sure about our future and how he was really pissed off. Apparently, the, the Packer nation has been chirping that it's really been about how the Packers haven't offered an extension or talked about signing Corey Lindsley, who's the best center in the league. Cause, and, and, and the Packers aren't known for really shedding too much money uh, on their, uh, on players. So in free agency, especially. So if we get Corey Lindsley as a center, move McGovern to a guard, have Alex Lewis as a backup, and then also be able to get a Joe Thune, who the guard from New England, who Joe Douglas loves, enamored 
by. Always has been trying to get him. Um, he, he's definitely not resigning with New England. That's been out in the news. Another guard I'm intrigued with in free agency is Brandon Scherf. I, I lo- I've loved him since Iowa. I've been following him ever since. Um, I assume that Washington's going to keep him. I can't imagine they're not. But he's another guy I have my eye on. What do you What do you think of those three free agents? I like him, man. I, I like those ideas. I like those ideas a lot. And you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget our guy, uh, and really your guy, I should say, Cam Clark on the bench too. So, and he's a guard right now. So, you know, we there's a lot of options to start maneuvering through the Jets when it comes to the offensive line. It's how well does it work out? I like getting uh, the Packer center. Just because. Oh my God! It would change. It would change everything. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, we're talking about you have your two, uh, you have your two most important. I'd say your most important pieces of the line. Your left tackle and your center solidified for quite some time, and then everything else can kind of just fall into place. You know, you can move McGovern over to to guard. You can draft a guard. You can use Cam Clark if you think that he's ready. You have George Font. Um, or was, I know Cam Clark can play all positions on the line, uh, as um, as as Duke who, Mayweather, uh, yeah, as Duke Mayweather says. So there's a lot of options, man. There's a lot of options out there, and I think there's a lot of options. Is is what? How how does Joe Douglas execute? Is he willing to throw the bag for a center? You know what I mean? Because that's what you'd have to yeah. do. It's just the one. So, it's just the. It's really just the. It's really just the one center. If it's not, if, if we're not draft, if we're not uh, free agent signing Corey Lindsley, then we're either drafting Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama, drafting the center Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, or McGovern is going to be the center. I, to, to be honest with you, I cannot see that it's not going to be one of those four. Okay, no, that's solid. That's solid. I can I can get behind that type of move. Uh, and free agency. All right, and just uh, and just uh, the uh, last couple of notes on the guard play. Um, I know it's kind of imp- I know it's kind of boring, but it really is important. And when you say beef up the line, beef up the line, this this is what we have to talk about. So Josh Andrews, he better not be on the team. Gone. He's a free agent. Um, Van Roten, um, who is a local guy. I feel bad. He's a Jets fan, but he's a guard. He's zero dead cap and three point three in savings. He's probably gone. Um, Alex Lewis, I think, is going to be um, here for depth as a left guard, hopefully, because oh, you know, who, who knows, right? If, if we if we do get Joe Thune, but Alex Lewis will be on the line or in depth. A couple of guards I like in in uh, the draft, and we have to keep in mind. Uh, we're about to get into it. Is uh, Michael Floor is an outside zone run kind of guy. That means the guards come out to the outside to the tackle and uh, the the runs are bumped to the outside. So he's looking for athletic guards. We can't be we can't be drafting Dwayne Brown, the that huge guard from Alabama. That's just not going to work on this type of offense. But the the type of guards that would work on this type of offense are players like Wyatt Davis, the right guard from Ohio State, who's an All-Pro, but he has some injury issues, including in the last in the championship game. Uh, we have uh, Vera Tucker, uh, the guard from USC, and we have Rashawn Slater, who is a center slash guard from Northwestern. Um, all important for the outside zone. So just just a couple just a couple uh, 
of movement at guard um, that I see uh, just sitting here in February right now. All right. Those are all solid moves. Um, like I said, man, I, I agree with any of these sections uh, or these paths to improving the offensive line. It all just comes back down to is Joe Douglas going to spend, right? And I don't know if he's he's shown to be quite frugal uh, during free agency and he wants to build through the drafts. So if there's going to be any major spending, I'd see it being at the center position uh, and then building the remainder through the draft. Or it could be the other way around. But I haven't seen, you know, I haven't done too much uh, draft research yet to see how many centers are out there. It seems like this is a good guard uh, tackle draft uh, for the most part. So we'll see how he decides to move uh, during free agency. Yep, yep. So moving on to uh, the running backs, uh, sticking with the outside zone theme, uh, Michael Floor. The only running backs we have uh, left um, on the roster right now, I believe, are uh, Ty Johnson. Uh, we got uh, P. Ryan. And I believe we have Adams as well. Um, but I believe Adams will be probably fighting for a roster spot. I, I think that Ty Johnson and P. Ryan uh, will be coming up. Alex, what did you uh, what did you think of them this past season? Uh, with of course Gore probably out as well. Yeah, there's no way Gore's coming back. Um, let's just put that out there, and please don't bring him back. Um, I love Frank Gore. I, I think he was good veteran. Hall of Famer, but Hall of Famer. Um, it's just time to move on for the Jets. We got to move. We got to get younger, and we got to start continuing with this rebuild that's been what seems to be continuous. But I liked what I saw from Ty Johnson. I liked what I saw from uh, Michael Pirine. And I also liked what I saw from Adams. Uh, I think they're all serviceable, ba- serviceable backs. Adams, of course, is a restricted free agent. So we'll see how uh, Joe Douglas wants to, you know, if he wants to bring him back or not. Ty Johnson, well, Michael Pirine, we're talking about peanuts that these guys are, are owed. Uh, from this upcoming season, you know, you have about 950K. Uh, going towards uh, well, Michael P. Ryan, and then you have about yeah, we just drafted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like we just drafted him, and it's like with Ty Johnson. I'm just talking about like the running backs in general are super cheap, and as we've seen in the NFL, you don't need to pay these running backs a lot of money. Um, we learned firsthand. We don't have to look at the NFL, my man. Yeah, we we legit learned firsthand from you know Le'Veon Bell, but that's another story. So it, I, I think they're fine. I think it's fine to, you know, I don't know if Doug, Joe Douglas wants to run it back with all three of these guys and see what happens. I'd be fine with it on what, like it, honestly, this all comes back down to if we get to Sean Watson, then there's got to be a, an, uh, quite an upgrade at certain positions like O-line and wide receiver. Uh, maybe running back, but from what I saw from Ty Johnson and Josh Adams, and even a little bit of Michael Pirine this year, I wouldn't be upset if this is what we had to work with the following season, even with Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I think regardless of who's going to be quarterback, we're going to need an upgrade at running back um, to get to, to lead this three-headed monster, to be honest with you. Uh, the, 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 the players I'm looking at right now from free agency is Jamal Williams, maybe, um, the, the, the back from Green Bay, who also likes to kick it out. And that'd be fun with Lindsley as well. 
But it's also interesting to think about the draft. They got Najee Harris coming out of Alabama, and they play outside zone. Um, please do not talk to me about the Clemson running back, Travis uh, Tenney or something like that. He's a fumble machine, dude. He was hard to watch at Clemson this year. Um, and a fullback I really, really, really hope we get is Kyle Juszczyk, man. Kyle Juszczyk's a free agent from San Francisco. I hope he joins us. So that would be really interesting too. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk would be I – mean, <laughs> is the fullback even existent in the NFL anymore? My goodness. I don't even know if they – like Kyle Juszczyk would be awesome. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I honestly am going to push it back a little bit. Like, do we really need that much of a upgrade? Like, at running back, I mean, we saw some good runs from Ty Johnson, Josh Adams. We're going to have one of the, I guess, easiest schedules at this point, right? We should, since we bottom out this year, we're dead last or, or close to it. And I don't see why we need to rush. A running back. Are you saying we're going to draft somebody? Draft a running back. I would love Najee. I would love Najee Harris from Alabama. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. And what round do you think we'd get him in? Uh, I don't think he's he's going past the second. Yeah. So this is this is where it's difficult. Like I don't know if Joe Doug how I don't know how much Joe Douglas values running backs. I honestly think the running back could be the last position you <laughs> yeah. address. Well, he did that with Piran. You know that we know they did that with Piran. Yeah, and like I say, it's the last position to address because we see that it's a passing league. You need your quarterback. You need your O-line. Uh, and, you know, for the quarterback, they need their wide receivers, the the outside weapons. Um, running back, we see like young guys like when Kareem Hunt came into the league that just took the league by storm. Le'Veon Bell was the same way. Uh, you get like we even saw that with like Sony Michelle out in New England, right? So I'm not worried about dra- – I, I don't – you don't need to draft a running back so early unless you're close to being there or about to be there. And since the Jets, and this is where it comes back to like, unless we're draft, unless not drafting, unless we are trading for Deshaun Watson, I'm not, I don't think the Jets are there yet in getting a running back, like, or needing to invest so heavily into a running back yet. You can make a marginal upgrade if you're not confident on Michael Piron, Ty Johnson, or Josh Adams. Like starting with them or going through a rotation with them, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be this, you know, because we saw we, we one. It's like we saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Two, we're seeing what happened with Todd Gurley. Three, we see Devonta Freeman now, right? And it's like yep. Devonta Freeman was actually like in a good situation with Matt Ryan, who was Super Bowl contenders. And it's like, okay, well, what happened? You know, you don't want to invest so heavily in the running back. We we are just learning time and time again that you don't need to. And even with Nick Chubb, right? Look how good he is, still on a good uh, deal. And he's like, they can compete, you know, but they're in the situation where they can invest in a running back. Jets are not there yet. Fine, fine. You walked me off the Najee Harris train, but you put me on the Jamal Williams train. So that's your fault. So give me <laughs> Jamal Williams and Kyle Hughes check. <laughs> that's fine. But, uh, okay, while, while we're there, since we're talking about fullbacks and that kind of jumps into the tight end situation. So let's jump into the tight end situation. We got Herndon. He's staying. Um, and then we have Griffin, who's probably going to be. Do you think Griffin? I, we keep saying Griffin's going to be a cut. Griffin's going to be a cut. But if we cut him, he's going to be a 1.4 dead cap. And we're going to save 1 million. I don't, I don't see Griffin going, man. Honestly, I think that that itself would be an indictment on Joe Douglas himself because he gave Griffin that contract. 
Um, I think he'd want, and he's Ooh, also interesting, gonna, interesting thought, you know? Um, and I, I think he would at least want to see one more year out of Griffin, uh, with Herndon and try something out and see what happens. The stench of Adam Gaze is going away. You know what I mean? Like it's going to go away. And I think, I think he wants to give Salah a chance with these guys before just saying, well, I made a mistake. Uh, he would, I think he'd rather let it play out than just say, Cut it and for like what to to cut a million to get a one million back? What are we penny pinch? You know, like that's penny pinching, and the Jets don't need to penny pinch. It's not like they're trying to sign somebody major this off season. You know, my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I'm not really sure we're gonna draft the tight end either. So or maybe like late. So uh, I'm not really sure uh, what's happening there, but I, I would just like to keep them. I really I think Herndon's gonna finally be good. But I've been saying that every year. That's a broken record. So we're gonna. I'm kind of gonna. I'm, I'm gonna leave that tight end situation alone for now, unless you have anything to add. No, I got nothing to add to the tight ends. All right, cool. Do, do you think Herndon's gonna is gonna do well, or am I crazy? <sighs> I'm crazy. All right, I'm, I'm on the Herndon trade. I don't care. I love him. I want him to do well. Like anyone I just else. love him. He, he got so. He he he. Okay, he. You, I was I, wanna, I was pissed off. I was pissed off. He really pissed me off this year. Like this year, finally, I, f- I finally started blaming him this year for the first time in a while. Even though there was Gase in the background, like he was I'll just get, dropping balls. But he he he, he picked up. He he like he he somehow fought through it, and he really started showing me something at the end. I'll, I'll give him this. He was injured all of 2019. You know what I mean? He was injured all 2019. Yeah, he but it was off a hamstring, and he had the PEDs, yeah. so it was what yes. I mean. And, but then he comes back this season, the whole locker room fiasco between not him, but just like in general with Adam Gaze, plus the team just sucking. I get it. So I'll give okay, you like, – let's just let's call this year a, a mulligan, I guess. Two mulligans oh. in a row for Chris Herndon. Okay, so we are we on the Chris Herndon train? I love Herndon, yes. but am I yeah, crazy? I want, I want, no, I like Herndon too. Okay, fine. Okay, I think I got you on. Okay, so that that leaves us with the last position and the sexiest position of them all, the wide receivers. We got Yeah, we got Perryman gone. First of all, just a just a note on the wide receivers. Uh and shout out to Callan Coward who found out he had a blood clot in his lung, so hopefully he gets better. Um, he always likes to say that the wide receivers are the farthest away from the line of scrimmage. And it's always important to remember that. And I think that's a really interesting note. So remember, the wide receivers are the farthest away from the line of scrimmage. That being said, we have Perryman gone. Um, we have Mims, who's obviously staying, a, a rookie. He has not proven, but let's, you know, sharpie him in as our number two. But I really think he's our number one. But let's sharpie him in as our number two. We have Berrios, who's a slot receiver, making... Pennies, he's staying uh, after his productive year. I didn't forget about him, and I'm going to talk about him right now. I think it's really interesting, man. I want I want to kind of harp on him for a second because Jameson Crowder. Obviously, I love Jameson Crowder. I want Jameson Crowder to stay. He was our best offensive weapon uh, specialist. That's you know not Mackay Becton. But yo, if we cut him, we save ten million dollars. He's one million on the on the dead cat. 
it's just it's just interesting. I, I, I love Crowder, I wanted to say, and we have a lot of money, but uh, he's more on the bubble than 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 you might think. Is he on the bubble though? Like, is he on the bubble? Because think about. I, this. I don't know. I love him. I love him. I, 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 he, that just scares me. You know what I mean? It just scares me when there's so much money there, and we're talking about Allen Robinson. Like, well, what if, what if it's like, yo, we need to cut Crowder to get Allen Robinson because that's ten mil. That's a whole year of a Rob. You know I what be, I mean? I'd be hesitant to do that. Ooh. I, I'd be hesitant to do that just because one, it comes down to who's the quarterback. Uh, again, well, right? it'll be it'll be oh, Al Robinson's only coming for Watson. Yes, no, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, I'd be I'd still be hesitant to do that just because Crowder has been so productive that I can only see. It. Let's say we did get to Sean Watson, right? You, Mims, Crowder, A Rob, that's 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 a that's a that's a core. Like that is a legit yeah. core. Yeah. Um yeah. and here's the thing with Jameson Crowder, right? One, the Jets are gonna have so much. <laughs> Jets have the cap space. Two, I actually think this is a good contract to trade mid season if you want to move on from him too, regardless of who your quarterback is. Um obviously if you have Deshaun Watson, you okay, keep him. Okay. If even if you have if you have Deshaun Watson, you keep him. If you don't, you still keep him because what? 11 million. He's an unrestricted free agent. You make a mid-season trade. Maybe there's an injury that happened to a team or maybe there's a team that's like, we're just like a SWAT receiver away from being really competitive. Hello, New York Jets. You have Jameson Crowder for 11 million. Really just not, not even that bad well, of a deal. Well, it's interesting. Well, it's, it's interesting because in that case, I, I think we, the dead cap, we wouldn't save all that money in the dead cap because they start being guaranteed throughout the year. And then you'd be having to really judge. You'd be really gambling because if Jameson Crowder, if we say, I really hope, of course, we re-sign him, but say we're not going to re-sign him and someone else re-signs him and we don't sign free agents next year, then we can get a comp pick, a comp like a three, a third or fourth rounder. For Jameson Crowder. So now you're really gambling. Are you going to really get a second rounder for Jameson Crowder? See, that's a good point then. So then why not just keep him and they get the comp pick if he walks in free agent? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If we, if he, if he, if he's, if he's staying, he's staying for the year. And honestly, I'm fine with that. I think you need to give weapons to, you know, you need to give weapons for like whatever quarterback that's here. So. Whether it's Deshaun Watson, whether it's Sam Darnold, like for Sam Darnold, that's a security blanket. If you have Deshaun Watson, it's like, hey, bud, we're giving you a wide receiver core so that you can go out there and perform. So I think he's staying as much as like as much as as much as the money as you save. Um, I don't think you know this. Is like once again, it comes back to being a passing league. I don't think you want to get rid of Jamison Crowder. I don't. I, should be that quick considering you have Denzel Mims, who's on such a cheap deal that it kind of evens itself out. Okay, fair. That, that makes me happy. So we have our number two solidified. We have our slot solidified. We have our backup slot solidified in Berrios. We have. <laughs> he really is. He's, he's making know, under it's, just, <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking about. Like, we got our backup slot. It's like who the hell has a backup slot? But the New York Jets. It's important. Too. It's important. It's important, man. It's important. We give he, right here on the Knicks Jets etc. podcast, Alex. We, we give the people. The, the direct knowledge, the things they need to know. We have our backup slot wide receiver ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, and then we have uh, Lawrence Cager, 
who I still I believe in, uh, a rookie, uh, undrafted. I, th- I still think he's going to be good. Hopefully, um, no injuries this year. But we got Vincent Smith, who's pretty interesting, man. He did pretty good this year. He's a restricted free agent. Do you think we keep him? Uh, I mean, I, you don't care. I mean, I, I would out of between him, DJ Montgomery, and Jaleel. We got Scott. Dotson, dude. We got we got oh, we got Dotson coming too. Don't don't forget him. Uh, and no, he, he had some him. pretty decent years, man. Josh Dotson. Yeah, he's been he's pretty decent. He's fine. Yeah, I'd rather keep Vincent Smith. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. Like oh, Josh Dotson. Shout out Josh. to Josh Dotson, dude. Yes, no, shout out to him. Thank you for what you did during the time of COVID. Respect what he did. But if I'm gonna keep it like one hundred, like he didn't really do much in like Washington, man. It was kind of it was kind of like a disappointment because like what is he? Well like he came out supposed to being he to be a, a number one, number two wide receiver. It wasn't even that. And like it was always like, this is the year for Josh Doxon. Nope. All right, it's gonna be next year. This is the year for Josh Doxon. Nope. Okay. Yeah, this he really only had two Josh- years. He really no, only had two he, years. He had he, six he, touchdowns and then two touchdowns. Right. Okay. So like let's not make more of what he is, okay? <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about him or Vincent Smith. I mean they're both the same. I'd probably go with <laughs> okay. Vincent Smith because he actually okay, puts fair. Them okay. Puts well, them we have Dawson like, signed, right. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so so let's talk about let's talk about free agent wide receivers. I have three premium guys and three bargain guys. Which one do you want to go over first? Uh, let's go with the bargain guys because I want to hear okay. who these guys are. No, all right. if we do if we do the big if we do the big fish, no one's going to listen to who the bargain guys are. <laughs> I think the bargain guys are the most intriguing, honestly. And I like, honestly, I'd rather have these three guys. If we could sign all three of these guys rather than the, any of the bargain, uh, any of the expensive guys, I'd be really happy. So Chris Hogan. <laughs> no, you jerk. We got number one. We got Will Fuller, fan favorite, especially if Deshaun Watson comes off in, he's injury prone, as everybody knows, especially fantasy guys. Everybody knows about Deshaun Watson and, and Will Fuller. And when Will Fuller is on the field, Houston wins and he's a beast. And Will Fuller day is a thing. Okay. And he has his days, but if he's injured, which it always comes, or in this case, he had PEDs to end the season on a contract year. Not great. He, he could be a bargain. What do you think about Will, Willie Fuller? But I, I feel like he only comes with Watson. Eh. I'm honestly not too thrilled about Will Fuller because of the injury. As we all know, the saying is, the best ability is availability, and he's not always available. So it's I, – I, I get it. Speed Demon on the outside would replace Perriman, um, but no. It, it, what are you doing? A one-year prove-it deal? Because like the, I, I, then – I think that's to, what he'd be looking for, right, because of the way it ended last year? Sure, but then you got to pay him. And then you're telling me that he's not gonna get injured the following season? No, I'm good. I'd rather go. I'd, I'd look in another direction. I like Wolf Fuller, um, but I, I, I would. I'm risk adverse in that sense. Okay, fine, fine. How about this? Is this is this is like this is really this is really bargain? But I think he's going to be explode in this league, and he has a connection to the Jet staff. How about Kendrick Bourne? Hmm. 
Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne last year. Yeah, he 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 started only five games last year. Uh, he he had two, he had two touchdowns as as much as Dotson uh, did in his last uh, full season. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he he looked he looked pretty good on the field, man, when he was playing. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Kendrick Bourne, or that's sort of whatever? I mean, that'd be. I mean, it wouldn't be a shock if he came because San Francisco, Salah. So it, it's that type of writing is like kind of on the wall. Wouldn't be too upset uh, with him. Once again, this is just kind of like what you give him like a year, prove it deal. Um, once again, you're talking about replacing Perriman. I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't. I'm not over the moon with it, but I'd be okay with it. It all depends on like the. It once again, it all comes back with the direction. If you're telling me Deshaun Watson's here and we're getting, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne, I would be like, eh. Okay. Okay. Because, because A Rob's coming, you know what I mean, or someone else. Okay. Okay. Fine. My last, my last bargain guy is Richard Higgins, the wide receiver from the Browns. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like let's it. go. Yes, I would go with Richard Higgins. Out of all these guys, I like Richard Higgins a lot. Um, let's go. Started six games, about forty catches, about uh, like four or five touchdowns. Yeah, no, I like him. I think like, eleven and a half yards per target. Yeah, I think for him, right? Um, he was in a situation where he he only came in because of OBJ and Landry Fields being out. Um, wasn't really utilized that much, and the offensive weapons that they have out in Cleveland when everyone's fully healthy between Fields, OBJ, uh, you have Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, in Joku, it's just it's overwhelming. So you don't need to use Rashard Higgins. That's kind of, you you know, and you also got Andrews as well out there. So there's a lot. There's a lot of mouths to feed. But I'd go. I like Rashard Higgins. I'd give him. I'd give him a check. You know, he's not like I know. Every, if you're looking at fan, like if you're a fantasy nerd, you're like, well, he doesn't really do that much. But we're not talking fantasy. We're just talking about giving a guy an opportunity on a on a cheap deal and seeing what he can do. I'd go with Shard Higgins. I actually like because he usually like when he comes out, he, he usually has like a big game too. So I'm fine with giving him a a one year prove it deal and let's see what happens. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, you know, I'm a weirdo. I, I like the value. I'll take all three of those guys, chuck them in there with Mims and Crowder and Berrios and KJ. Nah, you you're, all, you're all doing too much. Now you. I know. I know. I know. So, but hopefully we get a little mix of like one or two of those guys. Like you're saying Kendrick Bourne writing on the wall. So maybe him and like, and Fuller or Higgins plus one of the premium guys. So the, 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 the rumored guy is Juju Smith. Right. So what, let, let, can, can I just say this? If you, you can't have a premium guy, Mims, Crowder, you know, are you saying Crowder's gone in this scenario? No, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm talking about now we have the, the, we have three premium number one wide receivers that we're thinking about for number one. Oh, so just, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about okay, okay. I, I got confused. Because we, we went through we went through the three bargain guys. I thought you meant get the bargain guys with the premium, keep Mims and Crowd. I'm like, that's a lot, bro. You don't need all that. Okay, now nah, no, nah. no, no, no. I was just I was just joking because I like the value guys. Like I don't mind like signing Bourne, Fuller, Higgins, and just throwing them in with Mims and Crowder. 
and Berrios and call call an offense. You know what I mean? Like I'm good I, with that. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little confused. Okay, but, but but I would settle for a little mix and match of a couple of those plus the three premium guys. The three premium premium guys in my eyes are Juju Smith, Galladay, and Allen Robinson. And I don't really think we're going for Marvin Jones. Oh, please keep Marvin Jones far. far yeah. Away. I think he's going to the Patriots, honestly. But those are our three guys, Juju, Galladay, and Allen Robinson. Uh, Juju has been rumored uh, to come to the Jets. What do you think about TikTok Juju? <laughs> TikTok Juju. What about shark riding Juju who gets the shark to kill Samuel Jackson or eat Samuel Jackson? <laughs> Samuel Jackson doesn't, doesn't die. Um, I like Juju. Obviously, down year. Um, but I like him. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be fine on this team. I think he'd be really good. He's premium um, money, man. You better love him. There's no like yeah, him. Yeah, I know. It, that's the thing. It's that's that's primo money. I I I'd probably go with Galladay over Juju Smith Schuster in all honesty. Just to be honest with you, I like Galladay much more than Juju Smith Schuster just because we saw Juju in the number one role. I think when you start getting Juju in the number one role again, it's the same. You know, if you can't do a Big Ben, not really too thrilled to give you a lot of money to come on another team and do it. Um, I'd go with Galladay out of those guys. I like Galladay the most, to be honest with you. I like his route running. I, I think it's smooth. I think he has strong hands. He's tall. I know he's a little injury prone. Um, but I like Galladay the most. Of all those obviously, you don't like him more, obviously, you don't like him more than A-Rob. I mean, I like A Rob. A Rob's also injury prone. I like, I like A Rob. Like, if you're telling me Allen Robinson's going to be the guy, like, I you could easily get me on board. I like Galladay the most. I'm just being completely. Yeah. I like I like Galladay more than Allen Robinson, but I'll gladly get on the Allen Robinson train if he's like, yo, I'm coming in here with Deshaun Watson. Not too hard to convince me on that. Okay, so so the two recent rumors regarding the Jets are they're looking at Will Fuller and Juju Smith. I hope out of those two, it's Will Fuller on a bargain deal. I feel like Juju more wants to come to the Jets. Um, and he should just pair with Sam Darnold. If we, give, if we keep Sam Darnold, Juju, that's fine. You got the whole USC thing. I'm cool with that. Because I think that Allen Robinson is going to follow Deshaun Watson no matter where he goes. Yeah, and I'm now looking at like Deshaun's like uh, – like game logs and he's actually been healthy he's only been injured for really two seasons other than that he's played most of the game so i'm not i take that back like i like alan robinson i still i still like i still like kenny galladay man i like kenny Galladay. yeah i just don't think he's coming i don't uh, he just he hasn't been a guy come uh, on the radar um i like galladay too um but for the jets i i really see it being alan robinson number one if he comes with watson if we have dish, if we have um, Darnold, we'll be getting Juju. But to be honest with you, dude, how sick would it be if we have, you know, as a kind of like a wrap up here, if we get Jamal Williams at running back, we get Kyle Juszczyk to come with him at fullback, add Allen Robinson, and then sign like Kendrick Bourne. You know, to enough, you know, to like a, a nothing deal. And maybe if Will Fuller wants a one year or something like that, you know what I mean? Prove it deal. How sick would that be? You, you, you pair, you pair up all that with Mims, Crowder, Berrios, Vincent Smith, you know, Cager, Herndon, Griffin. Like that's a squad. 
It's totally a squad. I don't think see here's the thing. I don't think I think if you get A Rob, I think you're set. And I don't think you get Will Fuller. Maybe you do just because you know he's injury prone. And that way you can but it's so hard, man, because if you're paying him on a prove it deal, you, you gotta let him prove it. You gotta let him play. I just don't know who you let him play over, right? Um Yeah, probably Crowder gets cut in that day. In yeah, that deal. So for, like, for, that, for Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, if you're bringing in Will Fuller with Allen Robinson, you got to cut. Probably that probably cut. Yep. But and, and I don't even know if you really want Mims playing. Would you do that? The SWAT. I don't know. Do you want Mims playing the SWAT? I think. I, I mean, like, are you sh- who's playing the SWAT? That's my question for you because I don't think I think Mims. I'd rather have Mims out there. Personally, I think, playing the, the I think that Michael Floor would. I think that Michael Floor would do some crazy trips all the time, and it wouldn't have to be like oh, just you just have four receivers on at all times. They have like Barrios in the slot, and then they'd have in that case, uh, uh, Mims, Robinson, and Fuller hanging out. That's insane. Honestly, I think that's insane. <laughs> but, but like insane good or insane like we shouldn't do that. I think it's insane good. I just don't think it's really likely. <laughs> yeah, but but it's pretty cheap. You know, you know what I mean? Think about it. Even if we have even if we throw Kendrick Bourne in there too. You know what I mean? Especially if we save the crowd of ten million. Just a thought. Yeah, no, like it's like if you're telling me we cut I just I love Crowder too, man. I feel you. It's not even it's it's not it's not even the love for Crowder. It's like I'm trying to make I'm trying to think in my head how does that all work? It's A Rob is your one. Then you're putting Will Four at the two. You're having Mims at the SWAT. And like Kendrick Bourne is just on the bench. Like he he comes in for the fourth yeah. wide receiver set. Whatever, fine. It's do you? But now it, we're too much. You, we have too much. <laughs> I don't even know it's too much. Do you just want to put Mims as like a slot? I don't know. I just need, I just want weapons. I get that you want. I get wanting weapons. But like, but like, but like, look at look at look at Tampa Bay, dude. They had Mike Evans, Godwin. I mean, go guys in the slot. They had all these tight ends. They have. They have all these weapons. They they figured it out. I, I know you. I know you're going to count three, but I don't know. I just I just, I just feel like teams with more I'm the just, more weapons I, the better. I I'm I know I know saying, I'm overloading. I'm just, I know I'm, I'm overloading. I'm just saying like if you're going to do Will Fuller on a prove it deal, like you gotta you gotta throw it to him and let him prove it. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not against having Mims in the slot and giving him like. I guess a quasi reduced role. No, 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 no. He's he has Mims has to be on the outside. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like, where do you put Will Fuller? Like, are you saying A Rob yeah. gets to? You're right. Like, you're right. You're uh, right. Like, you're here, right. here's my thing. Like, are you saying A Rob gets to travel wherever he wants? But you have to have A Rob on the outside too. So A Rob does get to travel wherever he wants. But A Rob has. Yeah. But A Rob and Mims on the outside, all set up, makes me the happiest person in the world. That's where it makes sense if you said, okay, we keep those guys, and then if you choose Kendrick Bourne out of those guys, yeah. that's what makes sense. Okay, that, I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, okay, fine. Mims and Allen Robinson on the edges, Kendrick Bourne as a backup, and Crowder, and your boy Berrios hanging out at the slot. That's perfect. You made me All right, happy. cool. Thank All you. right, cool. That's perfect. And then Lamar Chase from LSU, he's an absolute monster coming out. Devontae Smith, he's going to be a nice slot receiver. No, thank you to both. I love Lamar Chase, but we're not drafting either one. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that we have a defensive head coach, guys. Let's not forget. I I, I think that Mika Parsons is going to be our first round pick. Like you know what I mean? Like for the linebacker from Penn State. Oh, you know you know. Let's no. not forget. <laughs> let's not forget. Oh, no. 
we have a defensive head coach. So let's just let's let's hit the break sometimes. But that wraps it up for the offensive talk. Alex, you have anything else to add? I got nothing else to add, bro. So let's head into this break and then come back and wrap this up with the et cetera portion. All right, everybody, and we're back with the et cetera portion. Alex, we're officially done with football, dude. Let's talk about this Super Bowl. We got to talk about Tom Brady and his seven Super Bowls. I'm sorry, Greg, if you're listening. We got to talk about him. Um, we had his stupid boat parade today. He threw the Lombardi trophy over the water like it means nothing. The, guy, the guy's got swag, dude. I hate him so much, but he's got swag. Um, what do you, what, 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 what'd you think about the ending? And then we'll talk about the actual game. Man, I, you know, as long as he's not a Patriot, I don't care. Um, to be quite frank, uh, I was actually able to watch the Super Bowl and just be like, eh, you know, I have no angst watching Tom Brady play football. Not saying that I wanted him to win, but I just have like, there's not this like, <laughs> it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt, dude, dude. Because <laughs> yeah. like watching him in the pa- in Patriots gear for six, six championships is the most brutal thing a Jets fan can go through. Okay, one we're already talking about the New York and Boston rivalry. Okay, on top of that, now you have to watch this this neighboring team where the head coach left you succeed with a found gem in the sixth round. It's a, it's just, it's, it's too much, too much, too much to deal with. And to know that we sucked for most of it. And then, like, I guess the Super Bowl for me that lives on is like when Mark Sanchez beat them in, <laughs> in the divisional round, the AFC divisional round. That is the only thing I could say. And, and I know everyone likes to point to Eli beat him twice. Nick Foles and Mark Sanchez and Joe Flacco have also taken this man out. So classic, classic. Just, just saying, I like, I get it. People love Tom Brady. People call him the goat. He is the greatest of all time. Not taking that away from him. Football. Bill Belichick. Does Bill Belichick go down a notch? I don't know, man. Because, like, honestly, like, to be honest, like, the Patriots were not in a good position. They had eight players that opted out because of COVID, and there was a lot of injuries through the year. Like, they didn't have Julian Edelman. Cam Newton was not playing fully healthy. Like. They were playing with like second stringers and third stringers and some paper clips and gum. And it's not like that I love Bill Belichick, but I, if I'm going to be objective and honest, it's, I can't do that. And anyone who's like, Oh, well, now we see Bill Belichick. It's like, I don't know. This man also made Matt Castle look 11 and five. So damn, like, my, that was a tough year. I had season tickets. Let's not bring that up. Wow. <laughs> wow, Alex. This is tough right now. It's tough, but. Look, man, gotta be, uh, gotta be brutally honest sometimes. No, but. you don't. No, you don't. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have to bring him up. <laughs> but no, like uh, at the end of the day, like, look, I watched this game. I tweeted out saying, you know, we're going to talk about the game now, and I'm going to transition to this. I had, I had to troll because the refs, man, in this game, the first half especially, there's there were some questionable calls because the Patriots only had one flag against them but the 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 chiefs had like eight or nine like for like 85 yards 95 yards somewhere between there absurd dude absurd and the ones that really got to me and this is where i said this is where i tweeted out like the buccaneers made some key signings with the arrow pointing down to like seven freaking refs is because how do you tell how can you tell me there was an offside penalty on an on a field goal like that is so 
random. You t- are you telling me twice that when Tom Brady's played the Chiefs, that they've now had two offsides? Two. Oh, I know. One. No, they didn't even mention that. They didn't mention the Frank Clark offside at all, which like, I thought was pretty bizarre. But yeah, dude, I can't believe they had another offside that affected seven points again. And, it's crazy. And then on top of that, that leads to a crazy pass interference where it's debatable, e- super debatable that Mike Evans could have caught that one. ball. The, yeah, yeah, the second yeah. one. Yeah. The Mike first one Rowe, definitely was. Yes, the first one, fine. Mike Evans getting tripped up with like the ball like freaking 10 feet in front of him. It's like, well, he could have dove and caught that. It's like, no. Now, now that I think, yeah, I think he could have got the first one, but definitely not the second one. Yeah. Now we're reaching. And then on top of that, you're talking about the the honey badger PI in the end zone. I'm just like, dude, what what a a crazy person who does that to Tom Brady? Like, Like, you don't do that to Tom Brady and you don't do that to Michael Jordan. You just don't do it. Yeah. It's that was that and was probably insane. Mike Tyson. Probably don't do that to Mike Tyson. Those three guys just don't do it. Yeah, you'd never do that. And it's just like that alone made me think that the rest were just like, like this was just that was just wild, man. Those calls were like everyone wants to tell me like the Chiefs were playing great. That's true. They were not playing great. However, it all went downhill after that. Those three penalties back to back to back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. That 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 string to give the that out uh the Buccaneers to uh did I say the Patriots? I mean Buccaneers. The Buccaneers to like go <laughs> score. Like sorry, it's PTSD guys that I can't separate Tom Brady and the Patriots. Um it's those three stretches th- those three flags, those three penalties that changed the course of the game. Yeah. So other yeah. than that like I thought it was actually pretty like it was if you remove all that it's an enjoyable game like it really is um but once all of those threes happen I'm like oh, okay this this is all over now like insane insane yeah i i think the game went exactly how we i, I personally thought it was going to go with with the with the left tackle out eric fisher Schwartz was out all year. They had to make shift and do the offensive line. And then the front seven is Tampa's best part about them. You know what I mean? So it, it, it was pretty predictable. I loved what Mahomes did uh, to kind of like figure it out. Um, that first, the end of the first half touchdown by, by Tom Brady. Tom Brady just, oh, God, he's just, he, he knows how to just take the air out of your team at any point in time. And with the littlest things. So, um, I hate it, man. I know. And, and he always has a good defense. He's stout D shout out to, you know, Sue and JPP and, oh, shout man. out to Todd Bowles, bro. Shout out to Todd, Todd Bowles. Bowles and, and man, Byron Leftwich. They're, 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 they, they have, they have a huge minority staff out there. They have women on their staff. I love Arians. So, yo, shout out uh, to Arians. Yo, first of all, if you're, yeah, I just hate Tom Brady, but not as much, dude. Imagine if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan and all these I know. guys just won. Yeah, I know. Speaking of, speaking of Patrick Peterson, free agent, definitely going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next yes. year. Yes, yes, that's going to be fire. It's, that's going to be fire. Yeah, and Tom Brady already said he's coming back, so just just mark it down. Buccaneers, are you get, back they're going to move guys like Sue. Like, thanks, Sue. Like, you got your ring. Now get the hell out of here. You gotta move yeah. in. The next, the next veteran needs his ring, dude. I, I, it's it's gonna be Groundhog's Day for 
I'm so glad we're not the. I'm so glad he's in the NFC, dude. Thank God. Like, <laughs> honestly, like this is where like usually if it was like the Patriots winning, and because I like I live in Boston, it's just that much worse. But <laughs> I live in Boston, and Tom Brady's not here anymore, and the it's Patriots amazing. suck this year. And you know what I don't have to hear up and down the block. I don't have to hear about the fucking Patriots. So honestly, don't care anymore. Uh, to all the trolls out there who thought I was whining because Tom Brady won again and the goat's going to stay on top and whatever He's you want to say to me and then I'm so- salty, don't care. Don't really care what you have to say. Thank you for your goat, responses. Right? He is the goat. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, um, I hate myself. I hate myself, but he's the goat. I hate him too. Yeah, I can't believe he threw the Lombardia trophy over the, over uh, the lake. Yo, what, can we talk about how this man was drunk today? Like this he's man treats man. his body. This man treat. This man treats his body like the temple. He he's a man, drink. and I hate it, dude. I, he's a man, and I hate him, dude. I, I could. Goodness gracious. I think the report was he wasn't drunk, but who knows? There's no way that man was not drunk. I think he even tweeted out that he had tequila today. No, I Pretty think that sure was like did. the joke. I think that was the joke because he like the report was he wasn't drunk, so he like retweeted ESPN saying, "I think I had avocado tequila." Yeah. In like the SpongeBob, like lowercase, uppercase letters. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he was drunk. Yeah, of course. Okay. So of course, but yo, I can't believe he threw the Lombardi trophy. Dude, that was insane! Like everyone's like, no, 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 no. I hate him and love him at the same time for that, dude. It's I love it's, it. Uh, I hate him at the same that time that, that move, yo. He's like it was a boss, man, boss move or soft move. Oh, it's a boss move. Shout out to Jacoby and uh, Jalen. Jalen Jacoby. Boss move, you you only throw the Lombardi trophy if you've got seven. So that's All right. I, I want to see what he does with eight at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. He's not getting eight. Get the hell out of here with that. Get the hell out of here with that. Ricey, cut that out. Let's go. <laughs> I just want to get your I'm reaction. done with this episode. Get out of here. All right. Uh, that's great. I just love getting – I just I love stirring the pot with John. He took it too far. Get get the hell out of here. Get us out of here. I don't want to see him win an eighth. I think it's enough. Honestly, it's enough. Please retire. Please let somebody else win. Please, for the love of God, let the New York Jets be good. Um, But on that note, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. podcast. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment or review, whatever you want to call it. If you listen to on Apple Podcasts, we're on all listening platforms. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, as, as I said, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, you name it, we're there. Um, on top of that, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, okay? We got some fire meme content. We'll engage with you on Twitter and Facebook. So please, let us know. And if there's anything you want us to add to this, to this podcast, maybe uh, an interesting stat for us to look into, or if you want us to hear, do a little more interesting bets, let us know. We love, uh, we love suggestions, okay? Box is always open. Um, with that, though, take us out, Ricey. Later, John. <laughs> <laughs> Later, bro. Let's go, Jets. <laughs>